Thanks for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org. That was a tune off of my solo EP called But Not For Me, and the solo EP is called All By Myself, released in the summer of 2015. So, ladies and gentlemen, today in the studio, we have got one of the greats of guitar. So this guy has been around all over the country, all over the world, in fact, Several CD releases, played with the people uh, you want to be playing with, and has had a very extensive and long career. Mr. Wayne Wilkinson is in the studio here with us today. So, Wayne, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our little tiny jazz jam radio show. Um, 
so I, I got to introduce um, Sean Hanlon over here. He is our pianist and also our engineer of the show. So he'll be playing piano on some of the tunes that we're going to be playing today. And then I get the privilege of playing bass with these two fine gentlemen. And uh, so, Wayne, I just, you know, we want to know about you. We want to know uh, everything that's gone on in your, your career. Uh, so I'd like to start with kind of like the earlier foundational um, period in your life. So how did you get started playing the guitar? I got started playing uh, the guitar when uh, I was about 15. My dad played guitar, and uh, and he's the one that was, he was my first teacher. And so I grew up with guitars in the house, and, and um, I started taking lessons from him. And yeah, that's how I got started. So where are you originally from? San Antonio, Texas. Oh, so you're from Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so your dad was your kind of like um, motivational figure. If he you was. Will. Yeah. And 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 that, when did you start playing? Uh, I started playing when I was 15 years old. So I started a little late as far as you know, learning how to play an instrument while you're still in school and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I was 15 when I picked it up. Were you in any type of high school band situation? Uh, I was. I was in the. Uh, originally, I but before I even picked up the guitar, I played baritone horn. I played tuba, and then uh, and, and when I was fifteen, I I picked the guitar up, and then uh, about a year and a half later, I got into the uh, jazz band at the high school. Yeah. So did you study with anyone be, beyond uh, your dad? I did. I did. So after about a year of taking lessons from my father. I started taking lessons with a great guitar player from the southwest area of Texas, Dow Daggett, a great jazz guitar player and country swing player, and he really got me interested in jazz guitar. I didn't really know that much about it until I heard him play, and then ever since that point, there was no looking back. Awesome. So... You know, when you started your study with him, um, was there any particular person you were going after to sound like? Or Well, my first jazz record that I ever bought was uh, an early George Benson record from the old CTI uh, recordings. And it had George Benson, it had Earl Clue, just Earl Clue must have been in his early 20s at that time. Herbie Hancock was on that on that recording. So that was my first real uh, immersion into into a you know real jazz guitar playing George Benson would have been my first and then of course from there I went on to uh, to really fall in love with uh, Joe Pass and Herb Ellis and Kenny Burrell and uh, and those kind of guys but George Benson would have been the first so when you were in high school you were studying um, privately and you were also in the high school band were there any other opportunities that you were afforded at that earlier age not well I did. I did start playing gigs with my father. He he'd he'd play gigs at retirement homes and that sort of thing, and I'd join him. So gigging wise, I guess I got my experience from playing with my father. Didn't really start doing too much uh, in the way of, of playing gigs that were jazz until until I was about eighteen or nineteen. When we first started out, though, in San Antonio, there were there were a couple places where you could go and sit in at, at jam sessions and that sort of thing. So I did that, but but. Uh, but the, the, the real jazz gigging didn't start till I left home. Awesome. Well, you're listening to KCMJ.org. You're, we got Wayne Wilkinson in the studio. Wayne, do you want to play a tune? Sure, why not? What do you want to play? Well, let's do uh, Alone Together. How about that one? Sounds great. Okay.
You're listening to Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. We've got Wayne Wilkinson on guitar in the studio today. So this is the KCMJ Jazz Radio Program, the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. If you're interested in helping us get this radio station on the FM dial, you can go to the kcmj.org website and help us by adopting a watt. And what that is, you might ask, it is a donation-based fundraiser to help us get the necessary equipment uh, to get the radio station broadcast on the FM dial. We're slated to have 93.9 on the FM dial, but, uh, but we just need to have enough donations to get to that level. So please log on to kcmj.org and, uh, and check that out if you are so interested. But back in the studio, we got Mr. Wayne Wilkinson. Wayne, it's such an honor to have you here on our little tiny jazz radio station. Um, so we, we got through to about where... Uh, you were graduating high school, yes. right? And so what happened after that? What was going on? I joined the service, and uh, I first, when I joined the service, I, I first went into the Army. And I didn't even go in as a, as a guitarist. I went in as an air conditioning repairman. <laughs> I wasn't in that long. I, I quickly got over into the, to the Army band. And uh, you might get a kick out of this. When I was stationed in Germany... We had, we had a, an equipment list that we had to sign out for and uh, everything that we were responsible for. So I had four major items on this equipment list. The first one was a Gibson Les Paul. The second was a Fender Quad Reverb Amp. The third was a gas mask. And the fourth was a grenade launcher. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, so I was in the, I was in the Army Band in Germany, and then uh, finished out the last year of the Army service over in Oklahoma uh, at Lawton, at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and in, in the Ar Army band there. And then I only got out for about a month and a half and went right over to the Air Force and finished out the next, four, uh, let's see, 17 years uh, in the Air Force band. So you did how many years in the Army? Four. So four years, and then and then so you, you decided to separate because what, what what was going on at that time in your life? Uh, well, I just all I knew was that I couldn't take being in the army anymore. <laughs> I was done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you separated from the army. Right. What happened next? I went to a recruiter and said I was interested in going into the air force because the air force band program back then this we were talking late seventies. Uh, it was just a breath of fresh air to get into the Air Force band program. There, don't get me wrong, there are some great, outstanding Army Army bands. This particular one I happened to be in was okay, but the, the Army field band was just, uh, it was just n not really what I was after. And, um, and, you know, in the Army, you're a soldier first, and then you're a musician, so they really made you play war a lot. And, and I just wanted to spend more time playing the guitar. And so... I had heard that the Air Force was a good branch of service to go into to play music. And uh, I was only out for, again, just for a few weeks. And before you know it, I'm, I'm signed up again. And now I'm on my way to Travis Air Force Base did in California. Did you have to do any audition or anything like yes, that? Yes, I did have to audition. And yeah. so you won the audition, and then, and, then, and then Travis was the band that you auditioned at? I did. Interesting. And was that the location that you wanted to end up at? Um, well, it wasn't a bad one. I was pretty excited to get near, uh, near San Francisco when I heard that that was available. I was really trying to get in Texas somewhere, but it just didn't work out. And it turns out that that was a 
great, great move for me to go to Travis. So you, you got into the Air Force Band, um, and and you won the audition. And so talk a little bit more about you know your career path after that. Okay, so I was in the Travis Band for, I guess it would have been three years. Three, I think it was three years. I heard that the Air Force Academy Band uh, was having an audition. Um, they had an open spot for the for the Falconeers, uh, so playing jazz guitar was a per, that was a perfect opportunity for me to try to get into that band. So I auditioned for that, and and won that audition, and now I'm stationed in beautiful Colorado Springs. And so, how long were you in the the Falconeers for? I was in the Falconeers for about eight and a half years. Wow! And then I heard that the Airman a Note had a guitar opening. Their guitar player, Rick Whitehead, he was in. He had had that chair for twenty four years, I think. So th- those chances didn't come along too too often. So I thought, well, I need to audition for this. The Airman a Note, that's one of the finest big bands in the world. It's certainly you know. Uh, something that you'd aspire to if you're an Air Force band musician and you play jazz. So I auditioned for that, and, and I won it. So now I'm on my way to Washington, D.C., eight and a half years after coming to the Air Force Academy. So how long were you in the Airman, Airman of Note then? Uh, five years. Five years. Yep. And the, was that the conclusion of your service then? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, um, pretty much after that. And then I, when I retired... Um, I ended up joining a, a a band in the Washington D.C. area called the Dixie Power Trio, and they they're still going at it full time. They do any kind of music from Louisiana, uh, from traditional jazz to zydeco to uh, Cajun music, and I toured up and down the East Coast with that band after I got out for for a number of years. So so let's back up just a little bit into um so the Air Force Academy so you're Travis which is um in outside of San Francisco in California yep. right yeah and then uh you were in the Air Force Academy band here in Colorado Springs um with the Falconers and then you won the audition for the Airmen of Note in in Washington DC um so a lot of people might be curious to hear some awesome stories that you know you might have had in that time period do you have any crazy cool stories <laughs> oh sure oh sure i can think of uh i can think of one in particular we we our goal was to get into the white house and and get president clinton to play with us back then it was president clinton of course he's played saxophone so uh the next thing you know it was around the holiday season near christmas and they got us into the white house so we're playing in the white house and we brought an extra saxophone and the next thing you know, President Clinton is sitting inches from me <laughs> playing pl- playing saxophone. Of course, we had to give him all the solos, so that was fun. Great memories there, just being in the, it was the East Room, and, and just playing. And, you know, the great thing was President Clinton was just going to play one tune, and then, you know, the, he's so scheduled, presidents, everything is scheduled out. Every time... The social secretaries tried to get him up and moving on to other people in the in the party. He'd say, he'd say, no, 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 I want to play. So this went on for like thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. How did he play? 
you know, he played pretty good. I tell you what, he's a lot better saxophone player than I would be a president. I'll tell you that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that that's a pretty crazy memory. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, yeah. I got to play with some of the world's finest musicians. Uh, we got to... One, one time we did a tour a 21-day tour, and we recreated a Glenn Miller Army Air Corps show called I Sustain the Wings. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we had World War II uniforms. We we recreated the same size band that the Glenn Miller had for that particular show, which included string section. Wow. Um, it included four singers. It was incredible production. And uh, we started out in uh, Ohio, Worked our way all the way to L.A., almost playing every night to packed audiences. Uh, and then we ended it by flying back to New York City and playing in Carnegie Hall. Oh and uh, I got to meet one of the guys that was actually playing uh, a string player that played in that Glenn Miller Army Air Corps band who happened to be, when I met him on tour there, he, was, he, was, he had been in the New York Philharmonic for years and he wanted to come out and hear us play because it brought back a lot of memories. So those are great memories. And, of course, I mentioned we played with just world-class musicians, got to play with Michael Brecker, Randy Brecker, um, uh, just tons, tons and tons of people that are who's who in the, in the jazz world. Fascinating. You're listening to Wayne Wilkinson on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. Wayne, would you like to play another tune? Sure, Absolutely. Let's see, we're going to do, uh, I think we're going to do Tenderly. Yeah, let's do Tenderly. And uh, you guys are fantastic. It's a, it's a lot of fun to play with y'all. I'll have to do this more often, come <laughs> over here and play. <laughs> I'll start right on. Thank <laughs> you. 
You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org. We've got the privilege of having one of the finest guitar players in the United States, Mr. Wayne Wilkinson, in the studio today. <laughs> so, Wayne, we got through your foundational br- upbringing in music. We've gotten through your uh, ex- distinguished military service <laughs> career. So we're up to this point where um, you, you retired honorably. From the United States Air Force, is that correct? Uh, yes, last time I checked. <laughs> and, then, and then what happened? After, after being on the East Coast for about 16 years in the Washington, D.C. area, I was really missing Colorado Springs and just had, had a lot of friends of mine that, that still lived out here. And I was interested in moving moving back and got in touch with a great, great composer, piano player, Ken Miller, who is the, uh, the music entertainment director at the, the Broadmoor hotel, beautiful five-star resort. And, um, and got in touch with him and he said he could put me to work, um, certainly at the Broadmoor. And I just, it was a good, it was a good time to, to make a change in life and, um, and moved out back out to Colorado Springs in 2008. So 2008. So you you spent 5 years in the in the Airman of Note, right? Right? And then you stayed out there for another 10 years after you got out? Yes, I did. What what was going on over there during that time period? Well, I was uh you know, I joined this band the Dixie Power Trio and we toured up and down the East Coast and we played and um off and on uh for for about three different churches, not not at the same time, but for three different churches, I was I was the music director for these different churches, and so between that and playing with the Dixie Power Trio, I was I was staying pretty busy. Um, so yeah, that's so. Then I came out here in two thousand and eight and started started playing at the at the Broadmoor and started performing around the Colorado area, and then I became an adjunct. Uh, for for guitar at Colorado State University at Pueblo, and and also in addition to that, I was teaching. I started teaching at the Colorado Springs Conservatory, great conservatory here in Colorado Springs. And between performing and teaching, uh, it didn't take long for me to get uh, fairly busy. Very cool. So Wayne, do you want to play another tune? Sure, absolutely. Let's do. Um, how about let's do this old tune called uh, Sunny. Sounds good. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Dam. We have Mr. Wayne Wilkinson in the studio. We are graced by his <laughs> excellent guitar presence. So, uh, Wayne, we got through um, some years after the service and everything. Can you talk a little bit about your recordings and whatnot? I know you've done several, right? Sure, yes, I have. Uh, one recording I did just before moving back here was... Uh, called Full Circle, and uh, it was great because I had a, a, a f quite a few different, uh, quite a number of people playing on it, and uh, a couple of couple of guys of note that uh, were playing on it, the drummer Chuck Red, great, great drummer and great vibe player, he used to play drums for Charlie Bird, he also played drums for uh, Barney Kessel, and he still uh, he he plays all around the world. Just a fabulous, fabulous drummer and fabulous vibe player. He was playing drums on some of the cuts. Uh, the bass player Michael Bowie uh, that played on uh, the same number of cuts that Chuck did. Great, great bass player that played with Manhattan Transfer, Betty Carter. Uh, really, just just two wonderful players. Uh, other guys that were playing on the on the on the CD were uh, guys that I toured up and down the east coast with and then there was a saxophone player bruce swain a wonderful saxophone player that played with the great danny gatton great great guitar player from the dc area so did full circle and then after that came back here and i was on a few recordings with some other people but I, um but but the ones where i i was the headline on that on on those recordings uh the next one i did was called full circle i'm sorry not full circle it was called uh sizzling 46 and that was more that was more of a crossover kind of a recording not not so much straight ahead jazz more you know more funk and blues and you know get the pedals out and all that kind of stuff so that was fun <laughs> and then after that i did a uh, uh a solo cd just recently called it's a lark and that's just solo jazz guitar so uh yeah i've been a little bit busy over the last two or three years recording so Wayne released this um, very cool solo CD. And, um, I mean, if you're a bass player like myself or a guitar player, you really kind of grow to appreciate the, the, the playing solo aspect. Um, so, Wayne, it would be awesome if you could play some of those tunes for us. Sure. So uh, w w which one do you want to play? Well, I think maybe the, uh, maybe the one I'll play right now is called Sleepy Time Down South. Now, the band I was in... Uh, in DC, the Dixie Power Trio, oftentimes we played this song. It's an old, it's an old uh, Dixieland traditional jazz type of tune. 
just beautiful. I'll, I love the melody. I love the chord progression. So I'll do my version of that. was Wayne Wilkinson here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. I don't even know what you say about <laughs> that kind of thing. So, you know, um, maybe listeners might be inter- interested and intrigued um, to hear kind of a, the, what is the process that is, you know, how do you come up with something like that? Um, and what goes through your head? I mean, can you talk us through that kind of thing? Yeah, well, when when I when I make an arrangement of a, of a, of a standard, whether it's a jazz standard or American songbook or what have you. Um, uh, sometimes I like to come up with an introduction. 
I didn't really put an introduction on this particular piece, but sometimes I'll put up, come up with an introduction, but then once I get into the melody, um, I like to, I like to, to play around with the melody a little bit, and then I might, I might hit a chord, and whatever the last chord of that last phrase I hit, I'll play something uh, that matches that. So on Sleepy Time Down South, okay, I'm playing that D flat, nine sharp 11. So I'm thinking, well, okay, that's the last chord that the listener has heard. So let's play, let's play a line that would fit with that last chord so that, so that the, the sound of the chord is still lingering in your ear and, and the line that I'm playing against that chord, not actually against it, but just after that will kind of make sense. So that kind of thing, uh, that that speaks to me. That makes sense to me. Everybody has their own method of coming up with a chord melody solo. When I teach, when I teach jazz guitar uh, at CSU or at the conservatory, for instance, uh, I'll just say, well, think about playing the melody, and at the end of a phrase, whatever the last chord was, at the end of that phrase, play something that would fit over that chord. And so, and you go through. So, if you add an introduction, maybe, and you and you play the melody, and you and you and you, and you play around with uh, lines that fit over chords at the end of phrases, and then you have a nice ending, and voila, you have an arrangement. Can we hear another one? Sure. I'll do, uh, I'll do another one called East of the Sun.
Wow. You're listening to Wayne Wilkinson on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. That is just spectacular, Wayne. Thank and you. and I have actually bought the CD. Um, it's a lark. So Wayne, where uh, where can people go online if they want to catch out? You know, check out some of this music. Uh, WayneWilkinson.com. Okay. And then and you can uh, you can buy the music there. You can see schedules. I'm starting a tour with a great piano player from New York City, Lenore Raphael. Uh, just a wonderful, fabulous piano player. Um, starting next year, I'm also going to do some performances with a great, uh, uh, wonderful musician that uh, used to tour with Johnny Cash. And uh, who's that? Carl Perkins. His name is Ted Newman. Okay. He's in Phoenix right now, but he's he's going to come back to the Colorado area next summer. And so uh, we're in the process of putting a recording together, and and those kind of things will be on uh, on the website too for scheduling. Uh, what else is going on? Is there anything else going on besides those two individual projects? Well, yeah, there's always uh, there's always something going on. We're getting ready. Uh, a good friend of mine is a professor of uh, of a music school back in Tennessee. I'm going to be doing a jazz festival out there in April. Um, I'm going to Chicago next week with Lenore Raphael. Going to be in uh, and also in North Carolina with her in November. We've got some dates coming up in uh, California. So, yeah, so staying pretty busy. <laughs> so what what about uh, teaching-wise? It's a brand-new school year, right? So. It is. The semester just started for CSU Pueblo, and the semester is getting ready to start next week for the Colorado Springs Conservatory. So we've got a wonderful program there, great teachers down there. And um, uh, so that's always fun. You know, I have a, I have a guitar ensemble and uh, some just really fabulous uh, students that I'm very proud to have, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So when you have these students, what are some of the, you know, milestone comments that you will you kind of instruct them to, um, you know, motivate them and, and kind of strive to get to the next level? Is there any type of philosophy you take towards that? I do, uh, in, particularly in jazz, you know, um, when... The, and this is this is just my approach to it because that's how I learned. Uh, I try to give a lot of room for them to interpret, uh, interpret their, uh, come up with their own approach for playing. Um, uh, you know, I'll give them some good guidelines to to go by, but I keep reminding them: Look, you're baking a cake, and it's your ingredients. That doesn't mean the cake is always going to taste good, but it needs to be your cake. And if you have never tried anything, but you're wondering if it would work, try it. Um, so I try to s- pull way back on, no, 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 don't do this, and you can't do this, and don't do this. I try to s- limit that and uh, try to just encourage people to have their own interpretation. Uh, one student in particular, um, I showed him uh, this wonderful tune uh called Nuages. Uh, Django Reinhardt did it. He might have even been the one to compose it. And so I let this guy come up with his own arrangement. And this guy's background was heavy metal. <laughs> so uh, so he had an interesting version that he ended up with, but, but I thought it was great because it was his interpretation. He came up with another uh, a, an unusual arrangement with a wah-wah pedal of uh, Cantaloupe Island, Herbie Hancock's tune. So I love when people just, uh, you know, they're grasping the whole concept of jazz. Do what, uh, do what really uh, 
sounds good to you, you're, you've got to use your ear. And certainly their ear will develop and they'll get better at it. But um, if they don't start experiencing the thrill of, wow, I just tried this and it worked. This is really cool. This is what jazz is about. If they don't experience that early on, I think they're, they might tune out. Well, Wayne, we appreciate you so much for coming into the studio Thank today. Thank you for having me. Um, I know that I've learned a lot from uh, you over the last couple of years, and, and getting to play with you is always a treat. Um, and then also listening to your recordings and kind of, you know, it's an inspiration, you know Thank what I mean? You. Trying Thank to you. Trying to get to that level one of these days. Oh, you're great. You're great. I've enjoyed your recordings. They're terrific. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Uh, so thanks, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam on KCMJ.org. So please, one more time, uh, I'm going to pump the, um, the donation thing. If, if you guys want to take this to the broader FM dial, the broader Colorado Springs um, area, you can head on over to the KCMJ.org website and purchase yourself a watt for $100. We're looking for 100 watts. We're getting very close to being able to have this on the FM dial. And so please tune in to the next show every Sunday night at 8 p.m. We'll leave you with a little bit of Just Friends. Thank you.